Hey, what's up? It's Presley Tennant from The Voice, and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show on Roku and YouTube. If I can make it through the night Just to see a brighter sight Cause I've been working all my life Just to make it If I can make it through the night Just to see a Hello everybody, welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to have and bring on new sponsors to support our show and our endeavors. So this show is sponsored by Seeger's Promotional Products. Take a look. School districts, organizations, nonprofits, are you in search of a new promotional products company? Seeger's Promotional Products is a black-owned national company with over 780,000 products to choose from. Compared to other promotional products companies, they have the lowest prices in the industry. From pins, bags, shirts, they got you covered. They always remember that you are the customer and you come first. They always promise fast production and also fast delivery. With Seeger's Promotional Products Company, you truly have the best. Check out their website at Seeger'sPromotions.com and also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And tell them Finkler sent you. Thank you so much, Seeger's Promotional Products, for being our sponsor for this month. Thank you so much. So, as you know, again, during this time, we get to learn more about one another. And I've always been in the arena of entertaining. So I sing, I began to act a few years ago, and I just love the aspect of making people feel good, people learning something in the process, and just inspiring and encouraging. And so this is what our show is about today. If they can do it, you can do it as well. We have actor D.W. Bass and also Grammy-nominated singer, writer, gospel artist Jason Claiborne with us as they tell their stories in their words. So another show you don't want to miss. Back in a moment. Coming up, we have gospel artist Jason Claiborne with us. Back in a moment. On the next Michael Finkley. James Ruvacaba is with us as he talks about his brand new book that entails the journey of his ailing fiance. Fiance, Annabelle, what was she like? She was uh, an angel. All here on Finkley. Friday. This is your boy, Kenny Lewis, and guess what? I'm here with my boy, Michael Finkley, on Roku TV and YouTube. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes 
male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie and Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. My next guest, he is a Grammy-nominated gospel artist. Y'all know who he is. He is Jason Claiborne. Jason, thank you for being with us today. Michael, thank you so much for having me, bro. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be on the show, man. Thank you. And thank you for saying yes. I am just so giddy. When I first got the, the note that you said yes, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, we've been listening yeah. to your stuff for years on top of years. But it started from humble beginnings. You know, music yeah. is you and you are music. How did your grandmother contribute to your success in music today? Um, watching her be the minister of music at her church for over 50 years is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, uh, watching her sit on that upright piano and, and, and call the hymn out to the whole congregation. And there's a choir in the choir stand, but they all open the hymnal. They all sing the parts and you hear three-part harmony. And, and then watching her have the only a black gospel record store within 100 150 miles um so indianapolis cincinnati you know um they all used to come to louisville to buy records buy cds buy tapes from my grandmother at grace gospel music and this was before anybody knew really knew john p key donald lawrence and all of them they were coming through and recording back in the day when i was a kid you know, and I didn't know who these people were back in the day. And then, so she's been very, 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 very influential of, first of all, not just industry, but foundational um, biblical lifestyle and principles. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what um, the Lord was trying to teach us during this pandemic is making sure that we got back to the basics, the biblical principle, the prayer, the getting on your face before the Lord, the spending time with him. And um, so, yes, she has been a big part of that. She turned um, 81 yesterday. You know oh, what I mean? Happy and she birthday! Was, yeah, yes. and she was she was in the field with us playing badminton and soccer at 81. I mean, you. I mean, it's crazy. So, um, man, God has preserved her, and we're grateful to still have um, one of the matriarchs of our family here. And she calls me every day. Uh, I need you to. Uh, can I go on this trip with you? Uh, can, I said, Nana, you're 81. I don't care how old I am. I, if you need me to sell product, I'll go. So um, uh, just shout out to Wilma Claiborne, my grandmother, who has uh, kept us rooted in this. Oh, we love it. We love it. The matriarch yes. still is among us, and she's still changing the perspective of our thinking when it comes to the betterment of ourselves in our success. I love it. I love yes. it. I love yes, it. sir. I love it. And so... You have been successful in your own rights. We were just talking about before we began how you define, we define own success, right? And you've been successful in your own right. You work with a lot of people. You've made some awesome hits for them as well. Um, Kim Burrell, um, Ricky Deller, Hezekiah Walker, Wes Morgan. Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on and on. And I did not know this. My jab by Wes Morgan, get through. Get me through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That got me through. 
<laughs> oh man, bless God. Now that got me through. Bless God. All my man. face and tongue speaking to God. That Glory got me through. God. So I thank yeah, you for that. No problem. As you were going no through this process though and assisting other people, were you any any way getting weary and well doing? Uh uh in in a in a st- in a steadfast yes, because you know, people were paying so much attention to my writing that a lot of people didn't know that I actually could sing and I've been a worship leader and all of those different things. Um, and I watched friends of mine become top artists. They went, mm-hmm. it's like they went past me. You know, Anthony Brown, I've been knowing Anthony Brown since he was traveling with Tone A and, 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 and behind Marette Brown Clark, all of the songs, you know, a lot of Marette Brown Clark's hits, Sovereign God and all them songs, that's mm-hmm. Anthony Brown. So mm-hmm. I've been knowing Anthony for years and James Fortson. I knew him when I was traveling with the Righteous Riders uh, on a on a watch night. He opened up for us before anybody really knew who he was. So I watched Jeffrey Golden, who was a little brother of mine, win Sunday's Best. Amber Bullock from the Dorsey Convention, run Sunday's mm-hmm. Best. And friends of mine, you know, it felt like that they were surpassing me. Right. And I was like, I was like, God, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't nothing that I was doing wrong. It was, it was the path that he was taking me. And, and, and I had for a minute there, I wasn't enjoying the path being honest. I wasn't enjoying it because I was, it was, I was having all of these successes, but I was like, God, but I got these albums. I got this music. I, I put four independent albums out by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why does it feel like nobody's paying attention? And he was like, but I'm paying attention. You know, that's that's what the scripture says, uh, Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not get weary in well-doing, mm-hmm. for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. The key is in, in your well-doing. That does not mean yeah. man is paying attention. Um, if God is paying attention and you're doing what you're supposed to do for the kingdom, he will bless you. Man, and, and that that's the key, man. I I've I've given so many songs on albums that people be like, man, you wrote on that album? Man, that was your song. Bro, I, man, that was my favorite song off that record. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I um, you know, I it, that I think that more than anything, writing a song and watching people in different countries and it blessed, like you just said to me, you know, I would have never known that West Morgan's guy would get me through you know, would be blessing you. I wrote that yes, sitting, sitting here in my studio, you know, and, and, and cut it because I was dealing with a whole lot. And I was like, God, you got to get me through this, you know, not knowing that the, 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 the test of the trials and the different moments in my life, that those songs would be birthed to not just for me, but to bless people all around the world. And I think that that's what's key is when you understand that you're a servant of the Most High God, you'll 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 enjoy your journey until if he and if he never blesses you to make it to the big stage, will you be? Will you still appreciate all of the things that he's done in your life? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I think that that's key. Is Stephen Hurd told me one time. He said, "If God trusts you with three hundred and that's who you minister to for years until you get to the 3,000, until you get to the 30,000, until you get to the 300,000 or the 3 million, will you appreciate where you ha- where he has you until he elevates you? Mm-hmm. And that has been a testimony in my life 
I've been at my church. This is my 17th year at my church. I have not moved. I started in ministry full time when I was 22 years old. I'm, I just turned 40. I've been in full time ministry for almost maybe almost 20 years now, which is crazy because I started young. I was over a youth choir at my church that grew to about 200 young people that called the Voices of Praise. If you go back on YouTube, when YouTube first started, I was dressing them in used car salesman outfits and earth, wind and fire and dressed them like thugs on a Sunday morning and revamped the songs, dressed them like nerds and made them feel like they was in school. I mean, I've done everything with Mm -hmm. that choir, not knowing that that would be the stepping stones to building me into the having the creativity of who of where God has taken me and where he has me now. Mm, my God, my God, what a tale, what a journey, what a yeah. journey. And this is what I always say to um, people when I'm talking with them and also including myself, we never know what the process is going to lead us to. The process is for us, right? Mm-hmm. The, the tears, the smiles, the frowns, all of that, but the results from that process is for everyone else. Man, it's it's incredible, man. I, I I sometimes I hung these awards and things on my wall, not mm-hmm. to just show off. I, I I hung them to remind me that there's different seasons. Right. You know what I mean? And I I've learned to enjoy those different seasons in my life when it comes, to, especially you know, God added so much increase in my life um, with my writing, and I was able to learn the business. Yeah. And I was able to learn the splits and what the publishing and the writers meant and, and how to turn that gift into making room. So when it says your gift will make room for you, how do you how do you make how do you turn that gift into making consistent room right mm-hmm. here in, in this room? Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is my second MacBook Pro that I bought. I, I bought if you if you could see, I'm going to turn this around. I have mics all over here. I, I have um, uh, headphone amps. I have all different types of things in my studio that I invested in myself. And I went on YouTube and learned how to run Pro Tools and learn how to become my own engineer. So I don't have to wait for anybody to record me. I can wake up in the morning. I can come up in my studio like I did today. I'm, I, last night, it's funny, I had a choir rehearsal. I have a concert coming up to thank the city for just supporting me this Sunday. And um, I wrote a new song. I was like, I want to do a new song on this concert that nobody's ever heard. Went to rehearsal, taught it to the choir, brought all my mics, all my headphones, and cut stems to it at my rehearsal. So that I could have, because I have stems to the whole album that's out, I didn't have stems to this, but I do now. And I spent all day today mixing them so that I could prepare them to get them ready to present a song that nobody's ever heard. Wow. What a treat. <laughs> so so you make treat. yourself, you make yourself multifaceted, multi-usable. Wow. You're not just one way. So I didn't realize me buying equipment and investing my money in, in myself years ago would get me to the point to where I can set up mics in my den and record independent artist album and make uh, $1,500 or $2,000 in a week. 
make a salary in a week in, in two days. Wow. Or I can sit here and somebody can call me and say, hey, I want you to sing on my album. And I can say, okay, it's going to cost you $1,000. They cash out me $1,000. I, I sit here, I sing three takes, I send it to them, and I've made $1,000 within an hour and a half, two hours. Because you have to learn the things that the gifts are in you, but you have to learn how to cultivate them to make yourself better. That's what, when it says, the word says your gift will make room. Yeah, you got the gift there. There's a lot of gifted people. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to. They don't know how to access the gift for it to make room. Mm-hmm. So there's two parts to it, you know. And, and so me learning that, my wife should t- she'd be like, "You singing flat?" She'll tell me sometimes, you know, just yelling because she sings too, and she used to sing it. You know, she sang on my last, uh, my last four out, no, three albums. She sang on. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it's. But, you know, jokingly, my daughter, I just took her to college. She's in musical theater in college. So, you know, my, my, you know, these things. And and she called me yesterday to pray for her. And she said, Daddy, you prepared me for these moments. So I'm ready. You know, and so what what type of people are you around Mm -hmm. that are are they preparing you for the for the next? Are they sharpening you or are they dulling your sword? Uh Are they dulling your sword so much to where when you get ready to go to war, you can't you can't you can't kill the, the, the demons and the imps because your so your sword is dull because you haven't been put around people who are sharpening. Wow. My God. You know, it, it's it's so many different elements to it. And I've built people around me that mm-hmm. are that are younger people that are now you know, a part of my ministries that when I go to a rehearsal, I'm I'm like the Diddy at rehearsal. I can just sit there and do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. Right. Because I've now put myself in that position to be able to do that. So my management was like, dude, you engineered a session at your rehearsal. Who does that? <laughs> you know? I'm like me, you know, I mean, you know, not thinking about it subconsciously, but these are the years of pruning and things that God has has done in the different seasons of my life. I love it. I love it. And he has, he's doing more and more each and every season. You were able to open, open for the Stella Awards. You're all I need. How was that experience? Um, it was, it was surreal in so many different moments yeah. because I was just like, yo. So it was funny because. Let's go ahead. A lot of people knew I was performing, but nobody knew I was opening. So to to hit the stage and see the goats be like, oh, my God. And then for like all the young cats, you know, that I know that are artists that are well known now, it's like, Jay, Anthony Brown stuff. It's like, bro, you opening? My brother. And he was cheering me on. And Mally Music was like, Jay! I mean, and Jonathan McReynolds and just people that have known, that have seen me on these red carpets as a writer. You know, it was um, it was a surreal moment to be able to open mm-hmm. the awards. And now just finding out it was one of the most watched stellars of all times. So now they're replaying it and replaying it on different networks. Whoa. And the, the ratings were skyrocket bet said that they've had 
they this this is this was incredible. The viewership was incredible. And to be a part of that. And the first sellers back from the from the COVID season. Yeah. I think that yeah. that was incredible. And it was so many legends on stage and in that room. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, um, it, it was an honor and a privilege. I do not take it for granted at all. Amazing. Oh, wow. I love it. And God continues. Again, I can't just, I can't say this enough. Continues to elevate you. Let's talk about this No Skip album. Let's talk about God. <laughs> what other skipping thing about this? No, nothing about this. No song. We played every each and every one of them. <laughs> Tell us about this album, please. Um. So, you know, choir is my life. Like, I grew up in choirs. My mom had a youth choir that was really, really big in our city and in the country called MGMC. Um, I've been a part of choirs and been around choirs. And choirs is the heartbeat of gospel music. Let's just be honest. Um, from Donna Lawrence and the Bible Stories album um, uh, to John P. Key and the Show Up album. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it's choirs have been there. and People thought, that they have died, but they, you know, Kanye West showed everybody that, hey, you know, choirs are still alive. I mean, choirs, you'll see, you'll see a choir on in every genre of music, rock, country, everything. So mm-hmm. when I did this album, I wanted to um, do something and pay homage to all of the different artists in my, that have been influential in my life. Richard Smallwood, Andre Crouch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. John P. Key, Donald Lawrence, Hezekiah yeah. Walker, Ricky Dillard, Orlando Draper. Uh, um, I mean, and the list goes on. Natalie Wilson and SOP. I got to throw a lady in there. You know, I mean, if y'all ain't never heard Natalie Wilson and SOP, y'all have been asleep. Three of the best woman. Oh, she's one of the best woman directors, but she dropped three of the best albums within the ni- late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but I wanted to put a body of work together that grabs everybody in the different areas of their life. You know what I'm saying? And something on that record, I've had people hit me up and say, man, I can't get past four. And then now that they've gotten past four, they said, now I can't get past seven or eight. And then they say, now some people have been like, man, I went to the end of the record and the last song on the record is my favorite song. You know, so it's something on there for everybody. And uh, myself, a friend of mine, Brian Bosley, who's an incredible writer, my producer, Gabriel Hatcher, and um, his genius with the musicality of what he put together. And then my choir, man, the atmosphere changes. Just an incredible uh, body of young adults um, who actually were birthed out of my youth choir at my church. Amazing. Amazing. Pain of yeah, man, so. As well we should. Pain of Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Now, I, I must ask this question again with the tremendous blessings you've seen thus far in your life. And um, I'm now learning the meaning of living in your dream. You're living in your dream. So what is that next biggest dream for Jason? Um, I think for me, it would be the collabs. Mm-hmm. Just to collab with some of the goats. I really would love to collab with Kirk Franklin, um, you know, waiting on that call whenever that moment happens, just to be able to sit down and write with him. You know, I think that would be, I've had many interactions with him and it's been incredible. Mm-hmm. He's very encouraging. And um, him, I'd love to do something with, with Jonathan McReynolds. I'd love to do something with Mally. Um, I, I have multiple things, as you know, you follow my career. Yes, sir. So I still got my group, the team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do got a lot of solo stuff that I can do. You know, of course, I'm always going to do the choir. So it's multiple, you know, people, I think in gospel music, they want to want to just put you in one area. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? He's the choir guy. Okay, yeah, I'm the choir guy, but I can do a solo record. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or, but, and I got a group too. You know what I mean? Well, which one do you want to do? I want to do whatever God says in that moment, you know? And so I got a record, a CCM gospel record coming out uh, on um, September the, you know, October the 8th called mm-hmm. High, uh, Highest Praise with my brother, Stephen McWhorter. So it's just me and him. We did a duet album. It's crazy. I can't wait for y'all to see it. Can't oh wait for y'all gosh. to hear it. Exclusive yeah. information. I love Exclusive. this. I, so I got a cr- Christmas record coming up and, and, and cr- around Christmas. So a little Christmas EP that we already cut. So being ahead of the schedule and being ahead of the game and being ready um, for whatever God wants to do next. And I think that that's how you move in the kingdom. You know, oh. I, I think, you know, yeah. you have to be ready for every moment. So mm-hmm. whenever God shifts or wherever he shifts at, like when people say, man, how was the pandemic for you? It was great. Because I was ready. I, I was ready before. Yeah, before mm-hmm. the pandemic, for years, you stored up your barn. Like, you mm-hmm. see the squirrels, you know, and right. uh, you see the squirrels in the summer grabbing the nuts and putting them up in the tree. You're like, what are they doing? Not knowing that the snow is coming. The mm-hmm. winter is coming. So when they when when it's time for those seasons, you got fruit and you got stuff stored up. Verse, because I always like to make sure it's biblical. Psalms 1. Uh, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate both day and night. This is the part. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters to bring forth fruit in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. Where are you planting your tree? Mm. Where are you planting it? Mm. Are you planting it towards the industry? Because that's what you want. You want the stage. Are you planning it towards a river that's flowing where you can get fed at your church or a church home and you can grow and you can, are you planning it at a, you know, near a a stream of conferences and where you can grow and better and and get your business right? Are you planning it next to a, a river where it's going to be a continuous flow so that when the snow comes, because of the water and where your roots is embedded, you'll have apples on your tree. Where are you planting your tree? Where? I if you plant it, to, if you plant it towards the industry and you you looking for the stage, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. planted it in the wrong place. Right. I wasn't looking for it. I ex- aspired to get to that, mm-hmm. but when you're not looking for it, that's when God's like, okay. Mm. Not now, and he provides in those moments. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, Dad, God, okay, how am I going to do this? Well, I'm going to do this. How's this going? And everybody's like, boom, here. What? You every time. Here. It happens every time. Every time. Because then his word, his word will return to him void if he, if he didn't promise you all of the promises in the Bible, if he said he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that's a promise. That's a promise. So if you believe the promise and you're seeking him, there's a reward. That's a reward every time. Yes. 
Every time, man. See, y'all didn't y'all was getting the word today either. <laughs> y'all didn't y'all was getting the word today either. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen. Yeah, we find you on social media, Jason. So you can find me um at Jason Claiborne44 on Instagram. You can find me at the Atmosphere Changes on Instagram, the Atmosphere Changes. If you want to book us, theatmosphereChanges.com. It's real easy. If you want to find us on Facebook, Jason Claiborne and the Atmosphere Changes, you can follow us there. Real simple. We got an album out right now called God Made It Beautiful. Go get it. Um uh, in a couple of days, if you did not weren't able to see us do the album release live, it will be on YouTube for you to watch. Um, and um, man, just be on the lookout, man. We we got more incredible things that we're working on. And like I said, I got a record with my boy Stephen McWhorter coming out. Um, it's 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 something totally different, you know. And I think that sound, the sound that we're creating is. Is something fresh and, and needed in, in our Christendom, not just gospel or CCM, but kingdom music. It's the perfect blend of us not trying to be gospel or not trying to be CCM. Because there's artists that are trying to be CCM, then there's CCM artists that want to be gospel. No, bring out both of our worlds together and create a new sound that, that sounds like kingdom and what heaven is you know what i mean so um that's what that's where you can follow me jason claymore 44 jason claymore in the atmosphere changes on facebook and on instagram all right you heard it here and you heard some exclusive information y'all it's nothing other than jason claymore thank you for being with us jason thank you mike you're welcome back in a moment next we have actor dw bass with us don't you go away It's the White Hope Jr. with Dan Sheffield, and you're watching the Michael Pinkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube, baby. She is a flexible and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom, she is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house, and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients, and he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. Aye. I, Tamika Isaac, to Solomon Square. Discharge the duties thereof, so help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and blessings. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. 
so often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we are often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Now, my next guest, he is an actor and an entertainer in his own right, introducing D.W. Bass. Thank you for being with us. Hey, great to be here. Oh, we really appreciate you. As I said before, I've been watching you for, for some years now, and I'm a major fan. So thank you for bringing laughter to the world, because the Bible says it's just like medicine. It's just like medicine. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate <laughs> you. So when did you know that entertaining persons was actually your gift instead of a talent? I realized it was a gift. Um probably like around 20, 2010, uh, 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. Around that time, um, I personally was having some um, health issues myself, uh, but um, pushing through that to help other people um, with their issues around me. Um, at that point, it was like, okay, well, this is more than just like, putting a smile on somebody's face. Like, clearly I am definitely not in a position to be trying to make somebody else feel better because I need help, you know? And in that situation, uh, the priority unconsciously was to bring up and uplift the other people that were around me at that time. Gotcha, I gotcha, and that's amazing. A lot of people, when we get into our own situations, right, we kind of shut down mm -hmm. the world around us and forget about yeah. other people. But you remember them as you were going through, which is yeah. strength for you as you yeah. go through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's all an encouragement to make ourselves better. And I'm glad that you're using your talent for the people around you, which is incredible. The role that you're on now for success, right, to get you mm -hmm. where you need to be at the next level. 
when it comes yeah. to acting, when it comes to your, your gift. Was it an easy journey? Is it an easy journey? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I'm in the Detroit area. I'm from um, the Detroit metro area. And out here, um, things are scarce. And throughout the years, things have gotten even more scarce with the pandemic and all of that stuff going on. Um, it kind of shut down um, a lot of things, theater. Um, so like on the flip side, it shut down urban stage plays. Who had, that's another beast um, in itself. So like with mainstream shutdown, Everything else had no choice but to shut down, too. So Detroit, with the little bit that we did have, pretty much kind of like lost a lot. So it's almost like another rebuilding stage. Um, so I had to I had to actually outsource. Um, I, I went to Chicago because it's mm -hmm. the closest. Um, uh, the mediums are uh, Chicago, Atlanta, L.A., of course, and uh, New York. Mm -hmm. uh, with Chicago being somewhere I could just basically drive to, um, I just ventured out to Chicago um, and did an audition with um, a talent agency out there. Um, and after that audition, um, I actually thought I didn't get it. I actually thought I didn't get it. Like, mm -hmm. And because uh, it took them a while to call me. So I was like, well, I guess it wasn't for me. <laughs> So, like, I, I just went ahead and was like, okay, well, if that's not for me, I'm not giving up. I'm just going to go back. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I waited to the top of last year, which was, no, top of 2020. Okay. Uh, top of 2020, I waited till around that time. And then I got a letter. Um, and then I got a letter and I got an email um, telling me that, um, they wanted to represent me. So um, I went forward with that. Uh, and through that, um, I got auditions for a couple of different things. One being uh, Chicago Fire. Uh, I was able to do that um, in the midst of the pandemic. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, and, <clears throat> and with that, um, they decided to add me not only to the Chicago roster, but to the Atlanta roster too. So that just opened up a whole lot more doors. That's a, all right, um, another big door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did Chicago Fire kind of like uh, mid, late 2020. Mm -hmm. And then the top of 2021, um, I was able to go to Atlanta and um, do a film i don't know if i could talk about that film per se yet because mm. it comes out in christmas it mm. does come out uh christmas um and from that i got an uh, opportunity that i'm working on right now uh that i might actually be going to uh, atlanta again to film another film uh with the same people and uh just it's been a busy 2021 I, I see. I see. <laughs> You're getting up for 2022. Yeah. Um, I actually was able, was blessed to be able to uh, work on, um, I, it's called 61st Street. Um, and that's a new uh, series that Michael B. Jordan is producing that comes out um, in 2022, starring mm -hmm. Courtney B. Vance and um, our own Maddie Musk Clark. That's what I call her now. Her name is. Uh, at June, 
Um, I so love like, it. <laughs> I love um, it. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. Just grateful to be able to like make these steps to get to where I want to be and where God yeah. has for me to be. Exactly. And that's the most important thing because we, at times we try to fast forward the process, but when he says it's time, it's time. And he does right. it in a big way. Always. Yep. So I've always. always, I've always been told by, by people and talking with different people that, you know, I'm living in the dream, right? I'm living in the dream. I finally know what that means now because this show has been my dream for years. How mm-hmm. does it feel living in your dream? It, it was at first it was intimidating because really? it was such a, yeah, because it was such a big wow. dream, you mm-hmm. know, and then um, not only with family, you know, I had the type of family that was uh, plant workers up here in, in the Detroit metro area. You know, my granddad was working in the plant. My grandmother was a um, psychologist. And so their main thing was work. You know what I'm saying? This is what's practical. This is what's going to get you the money. So this is what you need to do to provide for your family. Mm-hmm. Forget the dream. You ain't going to be able to do that, especially here. You know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing acting wise you can do here that's going to make you money. So, you know, the dream became just that a dream for a long period of time. And then through um, my health issues, um, I couldn't work. So I was like, well, let me see how long I can go with this. Let's see. Where, let's just see where I can do, you know, mm-hmm. since yeah. I can't work, you know, I'm just see what I can do with this. And it just took off. One thing led to another, other thing led to another, then boom, next thing I know, I'm on TV. So it's like, oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. This is actually, I'm not, I'm not, it's not road to the dream anymore. I'm actually like living what I dreamed about living as a kid. And at first, like I said, it was intimidating because it's so big. And when you get on those sets, the sets are so big and so like not class because I did go to school for acting. uh, But it's not at all the same as Mm -hmm. like actually being on a movie set because school per se teaches you more so about theater. They don't really go hard when it comes down to film. So you kind of almost have to like learn that as you go or outsource like I did. I did outsource to a film school that was out here, but it was predominantly for film students and they had a section for actors. So I was Mm -hmm. able to um, go to that class and learn a lot of stuff that the film students were learning and be able to like be on sets and stuff to get me ready for it. But it still was not at all. and I still, you know, and I don't really feel like I've hit it yet. Like mm-hmm. as far as like the big, big stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I am is big enough, big enough <laughs> for right now to let me know that. Yeah, for right now, you know, and, and it basically tells me like, you know, that me and my uh, kids, I have three girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I basically made it my mission to tell them and other people, not just kids, but other people that um, through what I do, I can show you better than I can tell you that you can definitely live your dream without 
Yeah, it's like people will tell you you can't do it all day, but if you stop, you'll never make it happen. Just keep going, and you'll get there. That's it. Come on, medicine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. Oh, and as as you were talking, I was listening to your words, and I thought about Mm -hmm. how our words do matter, right? And they have power because life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So, what what future projects or future people do you see yourself or do you want to work with near future um i just told my um agent i said i want to be on power and i want to be on the shy i've already auditioned for the shy a lot so mm-hmm. they have seen they're they are seeing my face consistently so that's just a matter of time yeah. uh, i definitely want to work with people laugh at me when i say this but i am a huge huge fan of Jennifer Lewis. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Yes, if, if, America's if, mama. Woo, if Jennifer Listen. Lewis walked through the door today, I'd be like. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, I, of course, I work oh. with the place. But oh, that's that's the one. Oh man, I, love it. I can work I love with it. Lewis. Woo! That's it right there. That'd make my whole. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have to do nothing else. They'd be like, Ooh. "What have you done?" I work with Jennifer Lewis. That's good. That's all you need to know. Yeah, Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Jennifer Lewis. That's it. Oh yeah. That's it. That's legacy right there. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Cool. I love it. It's gonna happen. It's oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it's it. Now, now, before many persons watching knew you from their television, they knew you through social media. And I have to bring mm-hmm. up the character of Twan. <laughs> Twan blessed our lives so much. You know, yeah. all the all the churchy people, you know, that are watching that it blessed our lives so much. Where did Twan come from? <laughs> Twan was actually um a friend of mine named Dwayne Davis. I was on tour uh, with a with a show called Church Girl, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> which ended up going to. It, it actually ended up making it to BET, and I think people can see that um, now, if I'm not mistaken. But I was on that tour, and um, he came to me and said, "He said, hey man, look, you know, I got this thing with a friend of mine, you know, and uh, a lot of people want to." Um, we want to get a lot of people to do it, but we don't want to hire um, an actual, you know, LGBTQIA um, person. We want to add, we, we want to just have somebody act it out. But we keep coming in contact with people that ain't, you know, they're not feeling it. Once they read the script, they're like, no, nah, I, I can't do that. I ain't going to do it. I said, well, give it to me. What is it? I'll do it. <laughs> just, just random. And um, then I saw the character and I said, okay, well, do I have full autonomy to create the character as we go along? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of that stuff, people didn't know. A lot of that stuff, we would have, um, we would have a synopsis, but we would not have a script. So Mm -hmm. it was pretty much just all improv. So I was like, can I create the character? Like I want to. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, and I said, okay. So I did my research. I talked to a couple of friends that I had because my main thing when I uh, created the character 
was I saw a lot of people making fun of the LGBTQIA community, mm-hmm. but nobody was really like actually playing the characters truthfully. Right. So for me, it it was paramount to like actually talk to some people and make sure I wasn't being disrespectful um, to the community because I'm not a part of that community. So after that, once I got the green light, knew what I could and could not say that would be uh, deemed disrespectful, I just took off running and it just became one of like the church's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of twine. It was a little bit of twine. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. I cannot with UDW. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. We love twine. We love twine. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> so, DW, um, as we know, last year we had a you know, uh, it was major with, it came down to police brutality when it came down mm-hmm. to black males in the media in a negative way, right? Yeah. Um, prior to that as well, but really boomed last year because of um, social media, media, things that were happening. And so the black viewers, you know, that are watching now, you know, the black males that are watching right now, what would you say to them about the world of acting? Because sometimes they're just exposed to sports, right? At mm-hmm. times when just run the horizon for them. So what would you tell them about pursuing this career? I would tell them that um, their voice and your feelings and emotions definitely matter. And they are truthful. You know, you, you, you have to really, really tap into uh, yourself when you're trying to uh, pursue this career because you get a lot of no's. You get a lot of people like discounting you or demeaning you. And you have to be centered within yourself and you have to know who you are. Because if you don't, this thing will eat you up. Like the machine of like entertainment will eat you up and spit you out and laugh at you. And it's like if you don't if you don't tap into who you are and get to know who you are emotionally, uh, physically, mentally, then you won't be able to ground yourself in situations that people can't prepare you for. My because God. you can have an agent, you can have um, agents, but a lot of stuff is still going to be on the job training because of the career path that it is. So um, with that and with the character development that you have to do when you are trying to play these characters um, that you're given, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't pick Mm -hmm. your your character, you know? And then you might get a script today that might change three or four times before you actually film it. So you have to be mentally stable in your own mind um, so you can be mentally stable for the character, too. Mm. So, you know, it, 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 it's definitely a lot. But at the same time, it makes you so aware of yourself. You know, that you, you, you have a different appreciation for even who you are, because mm. in playing other characters, sometimes you step out of that and you 
say what what would people how would people play me mm-hmm. mm. you know and when you when you look at that then you have to figure out who you are you have to figure out why why you walk the way you walk why why you talk the way you talk mm. why you feel so passionate about certain things um that you feel you know and with that you have to be grounded because if you're not it's lost you you get lost those those are some awesome jewels sir awesome jewels right there you have to know who you are i love it how can they find you on social media dw bass 2 across the board i try to keep it simple on my instagram twitter um facebook is a different beast i believe i've just got it changed to dw bass 2 but um yeah dw bass 2 instagram twitter um facebook what else do i have do i have i i got snapchat but i'm not on it <laughs> and if you're in clubhouse you'll see me right in there too at dw bass too all right you heard it here all your information is in the description below y'all is dw bass thank you for being that's who us. it is thank, <laughs> thank you, you. <laughs> okay <laughs> back in a moment <laughs> Calling all TRIO, Gear Up, Jack, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our College Readiness Cohort Series. This College Readiness Series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If you're interested, visit our website, thefinkleyexperience.com, or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. Monday. I know everybody hate Mondays, but I need you to really listen on why Monday is important. Why Monday is not the worst day of the week. Monday is important because this is how you start your week off. This is how the rest of your week is going to go. This is when you set the tone for your week. This is when you set the tone for every single day for the other six days of the week is on Monday. So Monday, I need you to get your mind together to prepare you for the rest of the week. Notice that in this week, from Monday to Sunday, you're going to have a lot of storms. Some things may come on occur. Some problems may occur during this week. But if you can stay strong, Monday through Sunday, you will be able to get through any single thing. But first, I need you to take care of Monday. First, I need you to start the day off strong. I need you to start some, your day off with some affirmations and believe in yourself and chase after what's out there for you to get. Chase after what's on this earth for you to get. Chase after what needs to be chased after. Chase after those dreams Monday through Sunday. But you got to start with Monday. Chase after that business Monday through Sunday. But you got to start with Monday. So mind you, what I'm saying is you can't have no other day without Monday. Because you got to start with Monday first. So I need you to first conquer Monday. Move forward on Monday. Go off strong on Monday. Set the tone for the week on Monday. 
then move to Tuesday and redo it all over again. Then move to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then we hit it again Monday. It don't stop at all. It's a consistent grind. It's a consistent effort. But you got to start with Monday. So on Monday morning, I need you to give it your all. I need you to give it 120% on Monday morning. Then after you had that 120 day on Monday, I need you to come back and have another 120 or 130 or 140 Tuesday. Then I just need you to transpire that all through the week. And before you know it, you grind that seven days a week nonstop. And then you start seeing results that you've never seen before because you're giving your all into something. Seven days a week, 24, 7, 120, 130, 140. We grinding all week, but first you got to come for Monday. School districts, organizations, nonprofits, are you in search of a new promotional products company? Seeger's Promotional Products is a black-owned national company with over 780,000 products to choose from. Compared to other promotional products companies, they have the lowest prices in the industry. From pens, bags, shirts, they got you covered. They always remember that you are the customer and you come first. They always promise fast production and also fast delivery. With Seeger's Promotional Products Company, you truly have the best. Check out their website at SeegersPromotions.com and also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And tell them Finkler sent you. Now the next Michael Finkley. James Rufacaba is with us as he talks about his brand new book that entails the journey of his ailing fiance. Fiance, Annabelle, what was she like? She was, uh, she was an angel. All here on Finkley. Friday. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. I hope that you enjoyed our show and learned something from our awesome guests. Thank you, DW. Thank you so much, Jason, for being with us and sharing your stories in your words. We really appreciate you. On Friday's Finkley, we have James Rubacabra with us as he talks about his brand new book inspired by his fiance who was battling cancer. So he tells the story in his words on Friday's Finkley. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show. Ring that bell for notification. We'll see you an email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Please visit us, our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also to Roku TV, right? I know. Add the Greater Words Network to our to your Roku TV, um, Greater Words Network there, and watch the Michael Finkley Show every Monday and Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or on demand. Thank you so much for watching, and guess what? Let's we'll see you next time. Have a good one.